Thanks for tuning in to Turbo Sports Radio. In this edition, Jono hosts another episode of his exclusive Warhammer 40k podcast, Turbo Tabletop. Get ready to embark on a journey through the immersive universe of Warhammer, where mighty armies clash and epic battles unfold. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or a fresh recruit, Turbo Tabletop is your go-to source for tactical insights, army building strategies, and the latest news from the front lines. Now let's play the theme tune. Hello and welcome to another instalment of Turbo Tabletop. I'm Jono and I'm joined by Steve today. Hello. Uh, And today we're going to be discussing your recent tournament excursion by yourself. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, solo. Solo. It was a last minute thing. Yes, it was, yeah. But before we get too into it, we will have a message from a sponsor. Today's episode of Turbo Tabletop is brought to you by Mystic Games, your ultimate destination for all things tabletop gaming. Located in Oxfordshire, Mystic Games is your go-to shop for all your gaming needs, with a vast selection of games and accessories that cater to beginners and seasoned gamers alike. As a Turbo Tabletop listener, you can enjoy an exclusive offer. Head over to mysticgames.co.uk and use the voucher code TURBOTABLETOP5 to get a fantastic 5% off all products until the end of January. So level up your gaming experience with Mystic Games and use the code TURBOTABLETOP5, that's all one word, at checkout for your exclusive discount. Happy gaming. Sponsored, crazy, right? Professionals yeah. Now. Did you want to start us off? I, you're excited yeah. for your little intro. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got a little little um, law based treat here. So the plan today was to talk about um, some of the prep um, and things I did to do do well at this tournament. Um, and I'm listening to Master of Mankind from the Horus Heresy series. And there's a bit in it which just um, hit me because. It coordinated with you and I talking about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So I want to start with a couple of paragraphs from <laughs> Master of Mankind. Ra had studied the Eldar in depth, as had all the 10,000. A wise warrior's creed was to know your enemy. But the custodian guard lived their lives to an extreme beyond desiring typical insight into their foes. They pushed themselves cognitively, not just physically, learning the language, the cultures and histories of their enemies to obtain an almost enlightened understanding of everyone they faced in order to counter and oppose them, to stand against their foes and anticipate every action, answering with commensurate, consummate reaction. It wasn't enough to be able to stop an enemy from doing something. Purity of purpose and duty lay in knowing what they would do, how they did it, and what the perfect response would be. By necessity, that meant knowing when and why actions would be taken at all. Yet this mindset held little rigidity. Almost nothing was codified. Law was gathered not only to predict patterns, but to create a fluid sense of potential and threats. That's lovely, that. So that's how the in the law the custodian guard 
research and understand their foes. And I thought um, it had a quite a funny parallel with um, my slightly obsessive level of um, researching factions and, and you know, players and lists and stuff. Yeah, you, you definitely... I mean, we talked about it in the Teams one. You're, you created the Matrix for us all. Uh, and I, I do think your prep has a lot to answer for the rest of our performances in recent times. Because um, I, I would never have even bothered. I would just look, oh, it's I'm playing Orcs first. That's it. Yeah, but yeah. now I've I've gone to taking notes. Yeah, good man. Not not the the as much as you. I mean, you've got a lot of printouts in front of me, but I like it. It's yeah. it clearly works. Well, in it, I I suppose the key um, theme that I've noticed um, generally in playing in tournaments, but but you know, especially in this this one at Kingdom in Northampton, um, was reducing the mental load so not having to think on your feet for things that you don't necessarily need to okay um so getting all of the kind of the work done ahead of time so you're not you don't arrive at the table and go well where the fuck am i going to deploy my models what the hell is this mission do i go fast do i go slow yeah what's this um faction i'm I'm playing against is it one where i need to slow them down do i need to be aggressive do i need to go around the edges do i need to go to the center there's all of these different kind of decisions you need to make in the game and i've personally found that um thinking about that stuff ahead of time and having an approach not too precise so i'm not going to plan every turn that's ridiculous (laughs) but having a general idea of how i'm going to approach so if i was going to play your blood angels johnno I know I need to slow you down. Yeah. Gen- generally speaking, yeah. you're a fast melee army. You want to come at me quick and you'll punch me in the face. Well, that's your strength and it's not mine. So I need to flip that round, slow you down, and then I've got more control of the game. Yeah. So it's applying that across different aspects of the game. The tournaments are such a, a strain. that They really take it out of you. Even these, I've not done a two-day event yet, and I can't imagine the headache I'll have after... That second day, yeah. but just just from those free free games at free hours, and normally round two and three are pretty back to back. Yeah, it's it's only really between round one and two that you'll typically get a a lunch. Yeah, and yeah, if you can mitigate some of that by just knowing, even just knowing where you're going to deploy, because that is that is common knowledge. You're you're allowed to know. Yeah. The, the terrain layout and the deployment so and you know you know it's like, oh, I've, my land radar can fit here yeah. it can drive through there um, that's why like when you hear people talk about UKTC terrain yeah. specifically with land raiders there's normally only one spot they can go yeah. so you either put it there or you put it in strategic reserve <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the first thing we'll go over is you took Aldar. Yeah. You've played a lot of Thousand Suns recently. Oh, yeah. Um, and the the Necron Codex wasn't out for this yet? Cor- correct, yeah. Okay. So how? why Aldar? Point number one is um, I've been playing them since I was 11, so I've got models back from second edition. And I, I actually took 
at least six models which were lead slash pewter, whatever they were, oh, from think, well. <clears throat> late 80s, early 90s. Older than I am, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no comment, Johnny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're just my favourite faction. That, that, that's easy enough. Um, and the second one was, th- this is a tournament where I didn't really um, know anyone, so there wasn't like any in-store politeness where, you know, Eldar are so strong or have been so strong basically not wanted to piss the shop off and just like go around with the best and especially as i've got access to actually some really strong units within a strong index yeah so this is my chance to really take the best of what i've got and just try and stomp the shit out of um you know three rounds um and yeah so that that was the plan just go as strong go as meta as i could could do. I like it. So this tournament, just before we get sort of too into it, which it was the Fi- Firestorm Games, was it? It was at Kingdom Gaming in Northampton, okay. uh, run by a, a lovely bloke called Alex. Um, yeah, it was 18 players, but I think two dropped the day or two before or something, so 16 in the end. Okay. Yeah, three three rounds, one day. Yep. Yeah. And up in Northampton, that's it's uh, not too. F- Do you know? I didn't realise it was quite as far. When I was, I was looking, I was like, oh, Northampton, that's a pain in the backside. That's really far away. And then I drove it, flying. Yeah. Took me like less than an hour. Oh wow! Okay. It was yeah e- easy okay. to get to. All right. I'd, I'd go back. Oh okay. Well, we'll we'll keep that keep that in mind for a future tournament. Yeah, yeah. And they had good. Um, Loads of good terrain. Actually, I mean, they're one box short, which we we had to finagle a bit. But um, you know, Alex was quite organised. He had basically boxes of UKTC terrain ready to go. So that was cool. Um, not always the case at every tournament. No, no. Okay, so you decided on louder. Oh yeah. Um. So how go into preparing? So what did you start with? You've got a lot of unit choice. Yes. So talk me through your yeah, talk I, me through your list. Shall Come I hit on. you with the list? Yeah. So um we had Avatar of Cain, um Fuegan, the um Phoenix Lord of the Fire Dragons, Elytra Knight Spear, who's basically Phoenix Lord of the Rangers, a Solitaire, the Incarn, an Autark Wayleaper with wings, so uh, she moves fourteen, a Farseer, um, with an enhancement called Fates Messenger, so she can flip a dice to a six. Cool. In Pwn's turn and my turn, or type Whaley passes the Phoenix Gem, so she comes back to life on a two plus. Oh, is that one? Yeah. Lovely. Um, two units of Rangers, cheap chaff, can infiltrate into the midfield and can reactive move D6 inches if you get within nine. Two units of Shadow Spectres, unbelievable unit. Yeah. They are 95 points, two brilliant shooting profiles. They move quick. They fire. They sh- shoot and move six afterwards. Are they the, the bikes? No. They are the Forge World um, aspect warriors. They're kind of ghostly. Oh, okay, yeah. They've got stealth. They've got a three-up save. They've got a five-up invun. Wow. Yeah, okay. Um, brilliant. And they're 95 points for five. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I'm looking at the Necron Codexes that just come out, and I'm thinking what I would do for Shadow Spectres. 
I've got five warp spiders who the guys can move 24. Um, they usually move 12, lots of um, dev wounds and, and a kind of flavor gun. And two of everyone's favorite tanks, the Night Spinner. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't think are actually that good. If you can't slow stuff down, they will chip damage people. Yeah. But they're not they're not doing a huge amount of damage. It's just consistent over game. So I think they're not as great as people say. But is it one of those things like when they when they do work, they that they win you the game almost. That, that yeah, that is absolutely fair. So um in one of the practice games I um played Steve and his Blood Angels, um and he had the Advance and charge detachment from yep. the Marines. Um, and I got first turn, shot his two um, death company units who you know want to advance yep. and charge me. And I went, Well, now their mind's too moving, they can't advance, Steve. And he's like, uh, um. <laughs> So, yeah, um, and you know, that is where they are really, really strong, yeah. That would that would be a bad time for my terminate like blight lord terminators and death shroud for yeah. their death guard. Yeah, <laughs> minus two move. Yeah, no advance. Yeah, they would move a whopping two inches. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, <coughs> so you can really fix certain units in place. Um, yeah, and there's there's lots of kind of strengths to night spinners. The main one for me is being able to combine the night spinners. Well, that so there's that slow yeah. mechanic, but also there's the they can hold down your backfield they're big big unit and with the the kind of nine inches around them for you know anti-deep strike and all the rest of it um they can hold down most of a deployment zone on their own okay they're providing that chip damage they're providing the slow um you know all in it's 180 points each 360 total in my list they 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 just they just do several jobs quite well what oc are they two or three Three, probably, okay. yeah, one or two. Okay, so if you do get a, a squad there, chances are you'll take it. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it's the way you know different bits of the list synergize with night spinners. So that chip damage out of line of sight, um, being able to combine it with the incarn and her teleport mechanic, and the solitaire, and the way leaper. And Fuegan. These are all units I can throw out and either just, they can die, and I'm, okay, it's dead, it's done, done the thing. Yeah. Or uh, they will die and come back to life, and the Incarn will still teleport. The Incarn teleporting around, once that is in your back line, cause it has damage reduction as well, right? Half damage, four up in one, T11, yeah. She's uh, T10. She's, she's really tough. Um She's another one where she can be kind of crap sometimes. Her offensive profile um, in melee, she's got a cool flamer, which is strength 7, minus 1, um, D3 damage, uh, D6, uh, plus 3 shots. So it's quite a good flamer. Um, but her melee profile can really flop. Um, she's great into stuff without an inbun, though, because she's yeah. got minus 4 on a, on a sword. So in one of the games, she um, she just went round killing Black Templar's tanks <laughs> um, and yeah. locked down you know opponents' backfield. But yeah, she, so that's an effective synergy which I, I yeah. planned into the list. The ironically, so talking about indirect, the one weakness my list added, did have was indirected to me. 
Oh, okay. I did design it that way. So I I had anti-indirect in the list, and I actually took it out because I thought the risk of um, me facing indirect was kind of low enough to all right where... I feel like indirect has kind of dropped off as 10th edition has come along, or gone on. Uh, to begin with, it felt quite quite strong. But now, yeah. I mean, even um, like Playburst Crawlers, you're not seeing the flat three anymore. Yeah. It's one or two. And then uh, what's the Space Marine one? Is it the, the Whirlwind? The Whirlwind. Yeah, that's one of yeah. yeah. If and sisters have got the Exorcist, which is not, and Guard have got. There's there's a few. I think if you tech into it and you you haven't really thought about it in your list, you can kind of flatten some with a lot of indirects. Yes. Um, and I was kind of worried about that. I only had one unit that was really really susceptible to it, and that was the Farseer. But I put Fate Messenger that enhancement on, so she could. She got four pin bun. Yeah. Um. And I can flip a dice to a six with her enhancement, and I could use a fate dice. So there's a half decent chance through all of that that she won't just get snipe turn one. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and be gone for the rest of the game. Yeah, but I suppose yeah, if you're if you've prepared for that, and you know, okay, I've got a hole here, and you just play around it. Yeah, and then if you come up against something that doesn't have indirect, perfect. Your your initial game plan is yeah. is golden. Yeah, and like the, the so the other list design thing I I had in there, which I recommend people think about, is what's your faction or your list crap at, and how do you counter it? And I, I was saying at the start about your blood angels rushing me. Eldar aren't great at being pressures. And I think um, so. I had a game against Ollie and his orcs, and he absolutely slapped my Eldar. I think I scored like forty points, and he got near <laughs> enough hundred just because I. I played crap. He played really well, and he just overwhelmed me. Just swarmed me. Yeah. Um, and th- that got me thinking about how you know I'd make sure I counter that in list design. And basically, the two units of rangers are there to do that. Start in the midfield, go and commit suicide. And, you know, throw their heads underneath tanks and the feet of black templars. Um, slow stuff down. Give me enough time to chip it and kill it and score. Yeah. Um, right. And the, I think the other, um, so I've mentioned the kind of control that the list has with the night spinners and some of that, like the spectres and the incarnate stuff. But the other bit I'd say I pushed into the list was I designed it to score fixed secondaries, but be pretty good at tactical. Okay, yeah. So I really wanted to be taking homers, so deploy teleport homers, so three points in the middle or four points in the um, points deployment zone um and a kill even better two kill secondaries that's that's my ideal because okay. then i can just sit on primary kill shit score loads of points so what kill secondaries were you taking like assassination or bring it down it, well, either it or both yeah, yeah both ideally um in fact i think i did get to take both in the last game um but yeah, I, the, the, between those three fixed secondaries, I can score really well, and I can I've got control over them the vast majority of the time. And when you can take, if you can take both, assassinate and bring it down, it's like sweet. I, I just I just have to kill. Like that is the most 
that's the most straightforward game is kill. Yeah. And then if if the primary is to just hold two or something easy. Yeah. So okay, well my tanks will just do that and then you can just murder. I, I love I love it when you can just play like that. Same. It's just it's like your very first game. So oh, we'll just kill each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like a learning game. Yeah, yeah whereas your opponent is trying to run around. It, it's great. They they draw investigate signals and like deploy teleport home a turn one. So like, yeah, come on then. Yeah. Waste your turn. <laughs> and you and you're using units that could be killing. You know, maybe you haven't positioned. Let's just say half of your army optimally. A couple of powerful units have got to do some action stuff, and all of a sudden the output of your army drops quite considerably because you've got some crap units trying to kill stuff. You've got some good units trying to do annoying tactical yeah. kind of actions, and you know you've you've lost a lot of momentum really quick. Yeah, and it's all about speed, violence, and momentum. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so. How many, when you were making your list, were on Best Coast Parents? Was mm-hmm. there many people that had put, could you see what uh, armies people were going to bring? Or did you do some research that way? Some of it. Um, I think about half of the guys had stuck some some like factions in there, but... And as it turns out, I think most of them did commit to that. Okay, yeah. But... I'm always like, hmm, don't know whether they're like, I've I've put funny stuff in there before, just Have you? because I'm bored. Like, there's the so many. Have you seen the list that you can pick from a BCP? There's the, all sorts there's of random weird shit. stuff in there. I don't understand. Yeah, just I don't know. Um, but about half of them did, half of them didn't. Um, but I did do. Um, I took the mantra of our Lord and Savior John Lennon. I've <laughs> got. <laughs> <laughs> Such a such a like a, a Warhammer crusher on that dude. Um, he's got. I, I heard him on a podcast, and he he had a phrase: "Research the best, outplay the rest." Yeah. I mean, it it rhymes. It makes sense. Well, I mean, what's what's? Oh the, yeah, that's that's gospel then. What's isn't it? to yeah. improve on that? Um, and I actually applied it to this. So I had a look because it wasn't a massive tournament. I had a quick. Um, fettle around BCP to look at everyone's rankings who wasn't wasn't on there um, and there was three or four maybe five guys who were up there in the rankings you know they played yeah. quite a few tournaments and done reasonably well um, and there were three maybe four in particular that I was interested in there's a guy from the team six plus plus who've got a bit of a YouTube presence and go to quite a lot of tournaments a guy called Joe Reed who actually chatted to quite a lot of tournaments a very nice guy he's playing Blood Angels okay yeah um, there's a guy called Matthew Edgington who big big guard player ended up playing him cool so good that I, I had a look at um, some of his like lists and kind of what he what he plays there's another guard guy called Kieran um, he seemed to go to quite a lot of tournaments as well and a guy called Matt Gilbert who had been to one or two tournaments but had um, a list that caught my eye as being an absolute pain in my ass to play against. Back to the the rush pressure type stuff. Um, so yeah, I I kind of picked those out as the best in inverted commas. Yeah. Best slash stuff I considered a threat to my list. Um, did some research on them. Nice. I like it. Yeah, because it, it's all on there or on BCP. It's 
it's yeah. a, it's a really good resource. Um, yeah. I can't believe we've done two or three tournaments not on it, but I'm 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 all in. Yeah, yeah, being able to eye up people's lists and uh, where they rank because that's what you did for the the matrix for the teams as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, and you can't you can't research everyone, and that's where the the outplay the rest um, kind of plays into it because you just got to at some point trust that you're half decent you know what you're doing and you can just outplay maybe a, a poorer list or a less experienced opponent or just play better than someone maybe better or the kind of same ability as you and just trust to that because you can't research everyone no. so got to kind of lean on a, a bit of ability sometimes yeah and, and you never know like someone might it might be their first tournament and they just swing really well. Yeah. They've somehow come up with a really just weird off-meta list that just, you, you just can't play against. It, it's it, So here's a great example. So Vic VJ, one of the best players in the world. I was listening to his 40k Fireside podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he talked about going to, I think it's the Coventry Super Major. Oh yeah. And he, in the first round, played against an Admech player. And somehow he, he'd understood through a friend that this player was kind of new to 40k. And he's playing a fairly weak faction. Yeah. And Vic was there playing his kind of ultra-refined meta-sisters <laughs> Vic drew with him. Jeez, okay. And so this is like... A list, two lists at the opposite end of the scale, and probably two players at the opposite end of the scale, and they had a draw. And Vic, um, he said in his podcast, he he was just reminded, don't take anything for granted. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't, don't play, don't play bad, basically. Yeah, and I suppose there's always that that aspect of dice as well. Like, yeah. you never know. Yeah, you might. You might spike. You might just not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah okay. It happens, yeah. Um, so you research the teams, uh, yeah. the players, and you you've written your list. Then the next bit is preparing for the games. So yeah, what were the the missions? You... Yeah. So the missions were. Um, purge the foe so that uh, the primary scoring there is kill one for four, kill more for another four, hold one for four hold more for another four Uh, the second one was priority targets which is I think hold one or two for ten points max a turn and then hold up to three at the end for fifteen and then the last one was um, take and hold uh, which is basically Hold, oh, hold three objectives. Yeah. yeah, just a really kind of bland one, to be honest. Um, but I did, yeah, you know, kind of back to what we said at the beginning. I I knew I wanted to take the mental load off myself, so I just sat down and thought about how I would play those three missions against different opponents. Purge the foe. Um, if you go first, you you can get kind of shafted because your opponent knows exactly what they've got to kill. Yeah. Um, but you know you you got to rely on a bit of skill if that happens. Um, priority targets. The plan there is apps for, for Eldar. 
absolutely conservative game plan. Sit on two objectives because I can't score more than sitting on two, yeah. so there's absolutely no point. Um, kill stuff and get on three at the end of the game and max your primary. And through the course of that, make sure you peel the opponent off their objectives. Yeah. And with that game plan, you can absolutely flatten uh, the, the primary score. Um, we'll come back to that point. Cool. And then taking hold is a complete nightmare for Eldar, to be honest, because... You have to control three, right? Control oh, up to three. Yeah, yeah. up to three. Um, so I've got one tough unit, the Avatar, and, and everything else is like OC1 and toughness three, and it'll just you know die to a stiff breeze. So that was the one, and it was the last one. <laughs> so I was, I was quite nervous about what I might end up facing in that game, but... Um, the, the plan on that one for Eldar is basically suck up some crap primary scores in the first probably three turns and kill, kill just kill everything and try and get on some, try and pull the primary score back in the, the later game. Cool. Uh, so the the terrain for these missions, it was UKTC, was it? Yeah. Ground floor closed then? Uh, it probably was, yeah. I can't remember now. But yeah, let's say probably, yes. it was. Uh, actually, almost yeah. definitely was, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then how did you pre- prepare for deployment well you know <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen a picture you know, you know. <laughs> so um, it wasn't that busy at work <laughs> that was at work <laughs> or Excuse working me. day no this was in my uh, my lunch break I thought I'd um, set up some of the deployments <laughs> some of the some of the terrain and just have a little thing. And this is, um, again, reduce the mental load. So the worst yeah. thing you could do is rock up to the table in any of these any of these games and go, right, where are we putting everything? <laughs> I mean, it's a nightmare. You, you know, you've got... It stresses me out that people can do that. Yeah, you'd be like, well, what unit is going to do what? what? What's it trying to achieve in the first couple of turns? Is something going to be put completely out of position and therefore useless for half the game? You know, how are you building synergy between the different units that might like work together? So, for example, I should really be putting my Farseer next to my Avatar of Cain because the Avatar is going to wander out into the middle with his T12 half damage for a pin plan, and I'm going to try and put the Farseer's minus one to wound ability on him. Yeah. But I've got to be within 12. So if I cock up my deployment, don't think about it, and they're too far apart... Ruined. Yeah. Part, most of the purpose of that Farseer being in the list is completely ruined. Um, but yeah, so I did. <laughs> I did do a little mock deployment at home just to get my head round quite what I wanted to put where. When um, uh, when when we uh, post this on uh, the episode on Instagram, we'll have I'll put up the picture as it'd well, be cool. so people can see just what went into it. You can see quite how sad I am. <laughs> um, but it, what I was trying to do, and when I'm when I'm doing that stuff, is I'm thinking my rangers can infiltrate the middle. Yep. Do do they want to be doing that against all the right different factions? And my wayleeper, who's got uh, move fourteen but low not, so in the deployment in the picture, she stood in the middle of nowhere, but she's in a specific place where unless something is extremely fast, um, she's safe because you can't shoot within twelve. And she's 13.9 inches away from an objective to go and run onto if I need to go and run up and do a, a cleanse or I just you know, t- take an objective depending on opponent. Yeah, I like it. 
so there's the synergy in there there's reduced mental load for me and i know exactly what every unit's going to do in turn one yeah stress-free that's it got a plan it's fine is there because sometimes you want to counter deploy what your opponent is doing yeah um say they put a big massive anti-tank gun or something that is going to ruin your plan on one side how are you do you have options going into that so it's like this is my ideal one regardless of what my opponent does and if my opponent then has uh say you're playing blood angels and they've gone advance and charge yeah uh, they're probably not going to be able to shoot you because i imagine death company will be using inferno pistols yeah so even if they get within 12, they're not going to be able to shoot you, but yeah. they'll be able to charge, which yeah, yeah. isn't ideal. So what what would you... Do you have somewhere else they can go? Like, what, do you... Yeah. Um, I would say the order that you deploy is quite important, so you're trying to bait out... And, and you yeah. know, everyone does this in a, in a tournament. You're trying to put your, your crap units down first and work out where they're going to put the good units and try and just be aware of that. You know, I in in my deployment, I had several fixed things. Say, night spinners at the back. Yeah, don't care about what the opponent's doing. Avatar at the front. Don't care what the opponent's doing. Rangers, to a degree, just going in the midfield to slow stuff down. And from against a shooting army, less so. But um, you know, kind of know where they are. Way leaper, same stuff. Really, it's just about are there some specific places I want to place things like Fuegan, the Phoenix Lord, who's got. A really strong melt gun to go and pop some tanks. Um, the shadow spectres to do some of their jump out, shoot, and, and move back. You know, so are there some ruins where they can really nicely kind of move out 12, get an angle to shoot, and move back? So if um, someone's put, let's just say, five, ten space marines or, or guard infantry, I'm gonna, I can see that opportunity. I'm gonna put the spectres there specifically. I'll pop out, shoot, and pop back in. I know I can achieve that in deployment. So you are you are trying to counter deploy to a degree. Um, I don't, you know, yeah, it's there's not a huge amount of counter deploy that that I personally do. Yeah, well, I think there's only normally going to be sort of one unit in a an opponent's army that will make you rethink. At least one unit's deployment. Like yeah. for the most part, your your deployment is going to be how you've prepped for it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it is something to be aware of when when deploying. Uh, I'd say the, um, the 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 two key things I pull out from the tournament. One is I am absolutely conservative in my deployment. So if my opponent can see a single unit, <laughs> unless it's lone up. I've probably done it wrong. Oh, okay. Um, and now I'm playing Necrons. Um, I'm, I need to change that a bit because I've got Catan, so you know, they can just stand in the But absolutely conservative, hide everything. Um, and the other one was um, against my Black Templars opponent the second game. He had two massive bricks of infantry, which I knew I wanted to slow down with my rangers. So in deployment, I was... Um, leaving my rangers till last to see where they went. Yeah. He didn't have any infiltrate into the midfield and I did, so I was kind of chilled on that. Um 
as soon as I knew where they were, he had two units of rangers close to him. Um, so if I go first, I'm going to shove him right up into his face. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um, if he goes first, I can either use Phantasm or the reactive move to try and get them to safety, or worst case, a unit dies. I mean, they're not a lot of points, right? 55 points. Yeah, so whatever, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, being able to move block, infiltrate is so good for that. Yeah, yeah. as we were chatting about on WhatsApp this yeah. week, move blocking is just the absolute delicious nectar of 40k. I There's this uh, Death Guard podcast called Disgustingly Resilient, mm. um, and uh, the, uh, the main guy, William Reed, he's like one of the best if not the best Death Guard player in the UK. Nice. Um, he, there was one tournament where he played against uh, World Eaters, which is actually quite a rough matchup for Death Guard. Yeah. Because Death Guard is so slow, and World Eaters are just fast. Um, so he, he like baited him to deploy really heavy on one side by loading up stuff, and then his Nurglings, which have Infiltrate, Stuck those nine inches away. Nice. So when those rhinos and uh, eight bound wanted to come, they had to get tied up in with a with just nurglings. Fifty yeah. points, yeah. fifty five points. Yeah, and there was there's pictures. Uh, it was a, it was a good thing to watch. Yeah. And then just all the death guard then punched him. Nice. Yeah. So being able to move block. Yeah. That, that's the key. That's the secret sauce, and, I think. And conversely, if you're a, a melee-oriented army, learning how to get round move blocks is unbelievably important. Yeah. Like rapid ingress, deep strike, reserves, just um, you know, those, those types of techniques. Yeah, remembering uh, with with deep strike and rapid ingress, you don't have to go behind. It, that yeah. is a perfect opportunity to just save your units. Yeah. Um, I've I've done it. I played with my Blood Angels a couple of times. Sanguinary Guard. They just went into deep strike just so they weren't on the board to be shot at. Yeah. They deep strike. Where probably further away than they could have got, but that, that's it. They've got a charge. I can re-roll it. Uh, plus one to charge with Dante, like it's yeah. it's fine. And yeah, you know, deep strike them so far away that actually they're safe for you, for your turn, your opponent's turn. And then when it comes your turn, well, then they're going twelve. Yeah, and then, then yeah. they're going to get punched something. Yeah, exactly. Like a, a long <laughs> a long play rapid rapid ingress. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so, uh, is there is there any other prep that you did going into it? Yes, there's a hilarious. So I was on my my work night out, and it um, we had some good work nights out, right? Normally you get stuck into went to Western Cider Mill last year, got stuck into a little cider. Yeah. It's normally good. Yeah. This year, bit of a damp squib, like <laughs> three beers max. It was oh dear. Night, good team, good good night out, but not not the best one. So I'd only had a few pints on on the Christmas night out. So I was like back in my hotel room by about eleven or something. I was like, I'm not not ready for bed yet. Is that a Christmas do? Or yeah, Christmas do. Yeah. Back by eleven is it's, not. It's, a, it's, it's limp, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the best one this year. Um, but I was like, well, you know, I'm not ready for bed. I'm going to do a bit of, um, <laughs> bit of research because I think the tournament was the next weekend 
Um, so basically, I I nick my so I have my little notepad and pen from the hotel room, yep. and I went through each of uh, the missions and did my little plan like I, I talked about a minute ago. Um, and I also did my secondary plan for every single um, list at the event. For every single list. Yeah, actually. So I must. It must have been because they did the lists like inside a week. So maybe it was a few days before the event. I had the list, so yeah. I could see what I was up against. So I went through and I was like, "Can I? How well can I score? Bring it down. Yeah. How well can I score? Assassinate." So I went through every list and I've got, I forgot to bring it. I was going to like bring a prop. To show <laughs> got this um, this this hotel notebook with it in. So I knew going in, um, if I faced any of those lists, what am I going to take? Can I take my perfect assassinate and bring it down combo? Yeah. Can I take homers and one of the kill, or have I got to you know suck it up and take tactical? Okay. And and it meant again less mental load at the table. I could just rock up and go, what have I got on the list? I know what I'm taking. I don't have to have a deep discussion about what your list is. Do the mental maths on, you know, um, risk and reward, and what's the max, what's the likely score. You know, all of this kind of processing that you have to do. Yeah. It was just well, it's on the list. I like it. And uh, maybe that's something having your what you give up for uh assassinate and bring it down is a good one to have just ready to go yeah because if you rock up with um lots of tanks or whatever and uh so you're a space marine player but you've brought nothing but vehicles then your opponent's like oh wait i can take bring it down like what yeah. what do you give up if you're going to scratch your head, yeah, that's not helping anyone, and no. you could have started deploying. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really nice um, courtesy to your opponent well, to have yeah. that ready. I'm going to start getting that ready for mine. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I will. The, the list I'm brewing for my death card is. You got a lot of bring it down. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good list though. But no, nothing on assassinate. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I would say that out of those three options I talked about, so my, my perfect scenario of both the kills, the homer and a kill, and then the tactical, I ended up doing all three of them. Nice. So in the first one, I did homers and assassinate, I think it was. Second one, I had to do bastard tactical. <laughs> and then the third one, it was assassinate and bring it down. Cool. Okay. So the research paid off. Yeah, it does pay off. I like it. Um... And was it, was that your was that your last like little bit of uh, yeah prep work for it? I, I I would just conclude that bit and say, knowing what secondaries I was going to take, and knowing the primary mission and how I'm going to play it, meant that I had a game plan for um, each round. Yep, really clear in my head. Um, you know, and as I said, as the the best example is on that um, priority targets mission. I know I only need to sit on two of the five objectives, so I'm going to sit in a corner. I'm going to kill everything, and at the end of the game, I'm going to try and stand on three more and max the primary. And it it becomes that simple. Beautiful. Um, all right. So just before we go into the 
uh, how you how the games actually went. Yeah. Uh, was there any oddities or randomness in the mission pack itself? Because what was the mission pack you sent me the other day? Oh yeah. Um, was that just a random one that you no, found? It, it was a it was a tournament. I was um, I, I reached out to, to see if they uh, they had any spaces, but they they didn't. Um, and they had events, events on yeah. the terrain pack. You like, know, I mean, I I'm going to the app to find out what event <laughs> is right now. I mean, that's that's weird. Yeah. Um, there's a, I'd say there's there's a variety of um, kind of weird things that you see in sim tournaments. Um, we the one we went to, Jono, where they everyone's had their own mission per round, and we just rolled it up. Yeah. That's slightly mad. That that just doesn't work for tournament play. No, it doesn't. I mean, probably even like the ones that Mystic being Games Workshop terrain is maybe a bit of a an outlier. I think, or maybe not for the eighteen player. Once you start to get into the bigger ones, they all turn to UKTC after that. Yeah, in the UK, we um, we. All of the big stuff, it's all UKTC. It's all those pre-measured formats. Yeah. We we had that at the teams format where, where it's a mix. But um, I as a as a big fan of terrain setups being good. I think you can play on any WTC, any GW, and any UKTC boards yeah. and have a good game. Um, anything outside of that, player placed, absolute rubbish. Um, and and. Um, Anything that's none of, not those three types of setup it just risks strange things happening on the board, yeah. and the game being inf- overly influenced by badly placed terrain. Hundred percent. All right. So the games, the, yeah, the meat of it all. Um, game one. Who'd you have? I had a lovely bloke called Kyle. Um, so this is a mirror match, Eldar and Eldar. Um, Kyle was a fellow second edition Eldar wow, fan. Okay. Oh, we basically high fived across the table a number <laughs> of times about how cool Eldar are from the from the nineties. Both um, showed your uh, your bus pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Very day. Anyway, um, he had a good he had a good mix of units. I wouldn't say he had a meta list. Um, no, you shared that list in the chat, didn't you? It, yeah, it did strike as a bit of a. It's just what I have, and yeah, it happens to be that Aldar are good, but it was clearly just yeah, and it was someone that has played Aldar for a long time. Yeah, so I'm all for that. Um, he knew his index like the back of his hand. Yeah, so I was really impressed with him on that one. He he knew all of his rules, and I, I really appreciate that in an opponent. I frankly get pretty bored pretty quickly when someone's looking up the data sheet for a fucking bolter every five minutes. Um, so he was he was he's really sharp. Um, I went first and on yeah. purge the foe that is complete pain in the ass. I took Homer's and assassinate. He went tactical. Okay. Um, but the story of the game was basically. Um, I got the jump on his backfield with my Incarn and my Solitaire. So Solitaire just did a big blitz, went and sniped out his uh, Farseer. Mm. Incarn appeared, um, killed some stuff, and <laughs> and and then his his backfield was mine. So that that was kind of the game at that point. Yeah. 
um, ended up a, a 96-47 win. Um, That's quite a... That is quite a decisive victory. Yeah, it was... It, I'd say the, the other thing that influenced the scoring, apart from me taking his backfield so um, decisively was... I, I screened out his... Um, his reserves really well, so he, he was forced to charge into my 70-point Illich character rather than kind of get into my night spinners and some of my shadow spectres and stuff at the back. Um, so between those two plays, I got to take a lot of his stuff and I got to blunt a lot of his attack. Um, and, yeah, that's like a 800-point swing. Yeah, well, on on personal phone, that is exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. Um, I always think with if you're going first in Purge the Foe as well, uh, and you're going to be you're in fights, it's well, no. If you're going second and your opponent is more of a, a melee threat, I've made the mistake before. For fall back, don't let them get the jump because they're going to be fighting first unless you've charged. Yeah. Just fall back, deny any easy kills. Because if you've traded blows and you're, uh, you still have some lingers, then just just drop back. Yeah. But yeah. Um, how did he score on his? What what was his downs downside? Um. So I, I, I was a bit bit of a, a boa constrictor on it and just you know couldn't let him score primary or secondary. To be honest, he only scored thirteen on his secondaries. Oof. I do remember us. Like shaking our heads, I think he had some really crap draws yeah. at the worst times. Like I'm looking at it here, and he had behind enemy lines investigate signals in the middle of the game, and he he just wasn't in a position to get anywhere near it. He did keep bring it down for a couple of turns at one stage, which couple wasn't... of turns. And really, I've got the night spinners at the back, and I've got two avatars who are half damage. So yeah. that that was um, something he'd, he'd probably do differently if he did it again. Yeah, um, um, well, I mean, we're big advocates to just bin your objectives. If you haven't scored it, you're probably not scoring it. Yeah. So just get rid of them. Yeah. Um, and I, so the reason I scored 96, not 100 is because one of my other philosophies in um, in games is don't obsess over the 100. Yeah. I, I couldn't give a shit about whether I score 100 or not in, in a game I'm really dominating I mean it might come back to haunt me at some stage but <laughs> I'd, r- I'd much rather score re- really well than perfectly and, and really win the game well Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of threw away several points just by deploying my homers in the middle rather than in the backfield because I wanted to kind of crush his score and make sure I won yeah yeah, I mean, if you're if you're denying your opponent points, you're going to just increase your your score. So, and you, not everyone scores a hundred. And if someone's if you've consistently scored ninety, ninety five, ninety two, yeah. that sort of area, and your opponent has scored ninety, sometimes they drop down to like a seventy score win. Yeah. And if you've Done, if you've been consistent, then you're going to win. Yeah. yeah, I think not going for that hundred is probably a a good thing. Yeah, I'm quite again like like deployment on scoring. I'm relatively conservative. I don't want to throw stuff away for the sake of a couple of extra points. That was a decisive decisive win 
then you've got game two. Yes. Which was... Game two was against Matt, again, another another lovely guy. Um, in fact, um, his wife turned up halfway through the game at the end, so the three of us were chatting about 3D printing for about 20 <laughs> minutes after the game. Cool. Because uh, good times, as I got a 3D printer later, yeah. so that was exciting. Um, he had Black Templars. He had that list I'd identified as being a particular nightmare to my, my list. This was the priority targets mission, so... You know, the whole two, whole three at the end to, to get a big score. Um, he just had a big pressure list with a bit of backfield shooting. Um, I know Black Templars quite well because um, I've played them a few times. We've got Lucas at the club who plays them. In fact, I sent Lucas this list to say, hey, what do I need to do in this? <laughs> yeah. um, and we both agreed that the solitaire trying to punk out is it Grimaldus, the chapter that dishes out the five at Fiona Payne, um, was the right plan. Cool. Um, which I, I tried to do it. Yeah. And then the dice absolutely, um, <laughs> you know, betrayed me. So on his blitz, the solitaire's a demon. So he goes in, he's got 12 attacks, hit on two, strength six, minus two for two damage. That's insane. Precision. What? Okay. So yeah. you, you got a character I want to kill? I'm trying yeah. to kill it. Yeah. Of course, he rolled all of the saves. I think my roll was slightly crap, but his roll in particular was really good. So he survived on two wounds, and they're right, brilliant. So I've now got this 20-man blob of indestructible five at feeling of pain rolling my way. Yeah. Um, so I had to send the, uh, the big fella in, the Avatar, um, and they, <laughs> they just brawled for like three turns. <laughs> he caught me death by a thousand cuts with his lethal hits. So many attacks and lethal hits just chip, chip, chipped him away. Eventually, he killed my avatar. Um, but I think the mistake I remember the mistake Matt made was he pulled his models out of that combat a bit um, strangely. I think he's trying to preserve his more powerful because they're a mixed unit. Yeah. So you got some kind of neophyte dudes and some proper marine dudes. Yeah. I think he's trying to pull his neophytes out. That might not be the right word. I think it is little dudes. Yeah, sounds a bit gene stealer. It does. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he put the little dudes out, and then we got to the end of the phase, and um, well, I'm like, dude, I don't think you're coherent here because you're in a big long fucking line, and he had to pull several things out. It meant he left it. He either had to kill most of his squad, or come off an objective. And he came off the objective, and it it gave me another five points at the start wow. of my turn, which was which was nice. Um, but in this game, yeah, I basically sat in in the right hand corner, shot stuff, killed stuff. The Wayleeper and the Incarn um, caused havoc in his backfield. Uh, Wayleeper was throwing grenades and just being a pain in the ass with a melt gun. Incarn killed three of his, I think, all three of his tanks. Um, <laughs> And captured his his backfield. Well, and the um, the second the the primary suppression um, just went so to plan. He didn't get any primary in the f- second or fifth turn, and he only scored fives in three and four. Jesus! So ten on primary, he scored well on on the secondaries. Um, but yeah, it was just went so according to plan. I sc- <clears throat> I scored my primary. Peed him off his primary, 
And he doesn't have enough left at the end to score any. Yeah, happy days. Yeah. Um, and this is the one you went tactical in. Yes. Um, how did your tactical go? It went well. So I got a 93 in this game. I did throw a few points away. So I got Eric Denali in turn two. I, there's no way I'm doing that against Black Templars. He was sat in the middle. I, you know, whatever. I just take, in fact, I won't take a CP because my weight leaper gives me one, but didn't didn't score it. Got investigate signals, turn three. Whatever. Not, not interested. I'm just going to shoot. Um, throw those points away. Um, and it all just kind of... It, it, I scored enough. Yeah, scored 33 out of 40 on the secondary. Um, and the, I think the reason I was kind of effective in this game was, back to what we were saying about prep and the role of the Rangers, they infiltrated and they stood... In fact, in fact turn one and two, we were having a, I was having a laugh with them because I infiltrated my Rangers right in front of one of his bricks. Yeah. And then... Um, I phantasmed them closer to him at the end of his movement phase because he was behind the wall and he couldn't see me to shoot me. And he was like, why are you moving them close to me? I don't understand that. Um, and then in, yeah. And it, then he found out, didn't he? <laughs> and then he found out because he was, he was kind of, he was penned in a bit. Um, <clears throat> so the Rangers did a really good job there doing what I was hoping they were going to do, which is slow down the steamroller of, like Templars. That's good. I yeah, like it. Work well. Uh, I suppose with ground floor being closed, you can probably close in the gap quite safely there. Can't yeah. You? Yeah. And it's and UKTC is quite good for um, fairly fast melee units. Ground floor closed, you yep. can hop forwards. Um, so there is the potential for if you don't uh, take care, get completely steamrolled by those types of melee armies. Yeah. Cool. Good game. So, another win. Yes. You're going to do the game three. Yeah, we're popping off. We we get to round three. We're two out of two. We're on the top table. The, the, the nerves kick in, do they? Don't, you you can see the trophy. The, the, yeah. yeah. You can well, You can yeah. see the first place. The, um, yeah. I I don't know. I, I was just kind of I was bizarrely relaxed about it. Really. I mean, it's. Um, it, I was just like, yeah. Oh, you've won so many now. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but it was it was cool. It was go, going into the last one. It was the worst mission for me. This hold three. Yeah. And I was facing um, Matt, who was another one of the guys I kind of prepped on, um, and his guard list. He basically had a million Torox vehicles with Tempest Scions in. Um, and the long story short on those is. If you're on an objective and they get out and shoot you that turn, they will reroll all hits and all wounds. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good little combo. Um, he did tell me after the game that he'd specifically designed his list to counter Eldar. Oh, okay. Because he kept losing to them. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of Sentinels uh, who have got Hunter Killers and Las Cannons. Yeah. Um, so he had a lot of anti. Avatar potential um, and a lot of board presence with all of his infantry, so it was um, it was a strong list, and I just assumed I was going to get absolutely pumped on prime <laughs> because it's that you know hold three, and I'm like I'm not standing in the middle, yeah, um, and I went first, so I had to set the pace 
I can't remember. Is this one where you score? I think this is one where you score maybe bottom of your turn if you go second. I, I can't quite remember. I remember thinking yeah. I had to go first, which I didn't want to do because I want to react to him and find stuff to go and focus on. Yeah. Um, but I think I just, I end up, I was faffing around in the first turn. But I just threw the avatar up, um, staged up generally. I think um, in his turn he took a few pot shots at the avatar and chipped a wound or two. But I did kill one of his tanks on Overwatch, which was nice. So the avatar's Overwatch. If you fate dice it, you auto hit, obviously. But then it's sustained D3. Wow. And it's strength um, 12 or 14 minus 4 for D6 plus 2 gun. Oh, yeah, that is... Uh... So, overwatching tanks is really effective. Um, KG turn one, um, but the game kind of progressed through and he didn't do that well in his turn, kind of two and three. Um, the Avatar survived by a miracle. I, don't, I think just putting minus one to hit on him and the, the gods saved him. Um, and... I just ground enough down. I had some good turns, killed a lot of his stuff. Um, and he, he he will get on to why, but by the end of turn three, I was significantly up on score points um, and um, units on the board. And so we, we kind of talked out turns four oh, and okay. five. Um, but yeah. I mean, that, that's... That's pretty good going if if you're in the situation to be able to talk it out. And someone that's specifically made a list to counter Aldar and then just not. Yeah. I mean, I'd scored 19, bring it down by the end of turn three. So that was wow. that was good. Um, I got a 15 on primary in turn three. Eldar stood in the midfield. Wow. You've never I, seen it. I can't, I don't, I mean, this is down to, I don't think Matt, uh, and he, he admitted, I don't think he played that well. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was it was really one sided in the end, and it was a ninety six forty three to to wrap up. Um, yeah, we were done inside an hour and a half, I think. Wow! Oh wow! That's it was, it was yeah. brutal. That is brutal. Okay, so I mean, overall on the day, then you were. Ninety to ninety six was that? Yeah, it was. I scored ninety six, ninety three, ninety six in my games. Wow. And opponents, uh, the highest score was in the first game by Kyle, who got forty seven, <laughs> and it went down very neatly by two points each game. <laughs> well, yeah. So not going for the hundred, denying your opponent points. Yeah, and I was really pleased with the denying opponent points because I specifically wanted to kind of focus on that. Um, so it was great to yeah. see it pay dividend, um, and it was it was good. I would say playing with my opponents on the day was an absolute pleasure the vast majority of the time. <laughs> okay, there's always one. <laughs> yeah, and I I just wanted to call it out because I did specifically. Carl and Matt were lovely guys, and I you know I happily just play them on a random Thursday at the shop yep. they, they'd fit in well okay that's cool um, Matt I think really wanted to to win and that, that attitude kind of showed and it I don't think it brought the best out of him is this De- uh, not Death Guard Imperial Guard Matt yeah, yeah. In, in the last game 
Um, to be honest, he slightly peeved me at the very, <laughs> the very kind of kicked it off by not getting on my best side at the very start because we kind of rocked it at the table. We're both knackered at the end of it. <laughs> he sat down and he goes, I'm in the middle of kind of moving the train out. And he goes, uh, yeah, let me know if you want any help setting up. I was like, yes, mate, I do want some help setting up. <laughs> That's sort question. your side of the board out, put some deployment, put some objectives down. Um, um, am I your servant to set this board up for you? So that, I don't know. I might have overread it, but he kind of got my back up slightly with, with that one. But he, um, yeah, he's, he, he, he had a bit of a grumpy attitude through the game. Um, and he was very loose with his movement to the point where he, he disembarked something over five inches and I, you know, this isn't the kind of first turn. I think it was, um, and I'm like, are we going to have one of those games where I've got to oversee everything that happens? Yeah. So I just popped my tape measure out three inches and put it next to the vehicle and said, I think you're a bit over there, mate. Um, and he just kind of brushed it off and went, Oh yeah, 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 they're they're way too far. On. I was just I was just putting them there. And I'm like, were you? Yeah. Or were you going to just like? Go Wait until yeah. I call, yeah, or go with it. Um, there were a few rules issues. Um, he was rolling different weapon profiles with different coloured dice and not explaining stuff to me. And, um, you know, th- that could be perfectly innocent, but it's just unclear to me because they're different profiles. So different stuff is better than the other stuff. Yeah. And kind of. You know, surprise, surprise, the colour that hit the best and wounded the best was the, the good gun. Yeah. Um, and the, the over-moving was, was kind of frustrating me, but I think going into turn, end of turn two or something, going into turn three, I, you know, we, as I do with any opponent, we I try and help me and them be clear on who's on what CP. And we all know CP is quite important. Yeah. And he was on zero CP and he just put his dice up to a two. And I was like, dude, you, you're on zero CP. And he just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it down to what if you put it down to one if you want to. I don't care. I'm like, you know, this is getting a little bit argumentative. Yeah. Now. Like, and I, I shouldn't really be having to call this stuff out. But I just think this stuff in the tournament scene needs to just off and die yeah like this attitude of um like trying to get away with stuff uh, you know i i had an incident in my first tournament where someone aimed at one of the best players in the country over moved by several inches in the first action of the game and i told him it was my first ever tournament and i just feel like that when you nudge up the tables you kind of get into this slightly awkward territory of having to police each other and i, I hate it yeah, yeah, it, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, I think people just have to, I mean, just play properly. Yeah. And if if you've accidentally uh, put someone five inches away from the vehicle, like, don't brush it off. Be like, oh, yes, f- sorry, like, yeah, like that's my bad. Let me let me move it back, like, yeah. This is why now I've I've got the uh, it was from that Scribes of War, 
yeah. my little three-inch yeah. little measurer. I put that yeah, down nicely, um, and I I say with uh, like uh, one of the rhinos I've borrowed from Isaac. Mm. It's got the because it's a chaos rhino. It's got the spikes on the front. Yeah, and I I make it very clear. It's like I'm not measuring from that. I'm measuring yeah. from the the hull itself. Yeah. So when I measure, it might look I can tuck over or what, but yeah. that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And just playing with intent, playing properly, making sure everyone knows what CP you're on. Um, I've even got like a big fat dice now, which is the very Uber dice. Yeah, it's like it's it's there. Yeah, I just you shouldn't have to police. That's not that's very sloppy. Yeah, just slimy play as well. Like, yeah. why you, do you really want to win like that? Like, is that how you want to take home the the victory? And it, yeah, uh, and uh, you know, as we've uh, alluded to in this podcast, I'm I'm not wet behind the ears, so I'm comfortable with that type of confrontation. Yeah, because I know I genuinely want a really fun experience with my opponent and just have a fair game and have a laugh and track shit about 3D prints at the end if that's what we want to do but equally if you know people want to piss around with the rules and over measure and over move you know just have a, a pretty blunt conversation about that's that's not correct and you need to do it differently yeah um, it's it, I just I, I just wanted to put it out there and say you know we just need to people just need to start doing that stuff yeah I, yeah. I agree and if People need to be confident in uh, if they bring it up uh, and it does get brushed off. If it's the first time, fine. But if it happens again, call for a judge. Yeah. You know, the tabletop scene, scene seems very reluctant to ask for a judge. Yeah. Whereas in the card game, the, the arms are quick. People yeah. are like... Judge like instantly, yeah, yeah. like they don't even bring it up to their opponent first. Yeah, yeah. Something happens, like, I'll judge your opponent's like, what's, what's, ha- what's happening? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> and then, so I, I think there's a balance. It's like, uh, I think you've over moved. This is a couple of times it's happened. I'm just going to get a judge over just so yeah. everyone's aware, just so we know how to move going forwards. Yeah. And like with our tournaments, I'll happily come over. Yeah. See what's happening. It's like, okay, well, let's let's just make sure we're measuring properly. Yeah. Don't hover. Let's let's put it down. If yeah, we know where the terrain is going to be. So maybe if you've got to scoop some terrain a little bit. Yeah. Put some dice around it. Make mark it out. Let's. You can have a couple more minutes if if that's what it's going to take. Yeah. Let's just play properly. Yeah, and there's you know there is a degree of precision in the game and. Um, you know, moving, you know, transports and stuff with bendy tape measure around it drives, drives me mad, really. Um, but when you're a transport-heavy army yeah. and you've got a lot, or you've got a lot of vehicles, you, I, I just think you need to be much better at that. And I would just encourage any player, new or old, to just be clear and direct with their opponent. Yeah. You know, if you do get those examples where you start to feel like... Yeah, there's some someone's taking a piss here. Just 
just speak up and, and make sure you discuss it with them and, and call them out because hopefully it's accidental. If not, there is no reason you are not the bad guy in that scenario. No. Your opponent is, if they are taking the piss, they've made the decision to take the piss and they should you know, suffer a consequence to that and that is you have to play by the rules. Yeah, exactly. Because nine times out of ten it is going to be an accident. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that will just improve people's play, and then yeah. every everyone will benefit. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with with all of that. Um, was there was there anything else on the any sore spots on the day, or was that was that no, it? not at all. It was. Um, it, I mean, I had loads of um, fun chats with people between games. Um, one. One opponent there had, not one of my opponents, but one of the other guys at the tournament had um, a Dark Eldar army and um, had a, a Void Raven bomber attached to half of a Webway arch. Cool. It looked unbelievable. Yeah. So there was some, um, there was a bit of cool hobby kind of vibe going on and you know, talking to some of the uh, some of the other guys between the rounders, there was lots of good, um, lots of good chat about. You know, the state of the meta and um, everyone's performances on the day. So it was just that that kind of one hour period in the whole day, which just got a little bit fraught. Yeah, well, the rest I mean, of it was great fun. Last game, like, you can hopefully just chalk it up to wanting to win. So a little bit of sloppiness came up. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll air on that side. <laughs> You, you can air on that side. Oh, <laughs> um, but would you happy with? Well, you must have been happy with your results. Is yeah. there any? Do you think there's a way you could have played better, or do you think, given your opponents and how you denied their scores, that was that was probably the optimal way to do it? I would say it's the the best I've ever played at a tournament. I couldn't. I couldn't see, so my prep was great. I played on the day really well. I suppressed my opponent's score really well, reacted to how they were playing well, imposed my game plan. Um, yeah, it was by far and away the best I played at a tournament. So I couldn't, I mean, there are things I can do better. I just don't know what they would be per se, or they'd be so minor that it's kind of not, not worth talking about. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it's a real, yeah, great day, great fun. Uh, mostly great opponents, well organised tournament by and large, and um, yeah, good day. Um, do you have? Was there an MVP unit of the day? Or was it different? Shadow Spectres. Yeah. Oh my god, the the attrition they put out. Just they jump out twelve, pick the target, and they either hit it with a um, a three damage shot or a blast one damage shot, so they can kind of adapt to what they see. They just two units pop out. Shoot some stuff, pop back in. Yeah, two the, units over know. fifteen turns of a of the tournament <laughs> just killed so much for no cost. Really, I like it. Yeah, yeah more for that. Big time. Um, is there any list changes you would have made, or again, are you quite happy with? I was quite happy with the balance. Some people take three night spinners. Loads of people take wraith guard. They're probably the main choice in Eldar at the moment but I don't have any Wraith Guard so that ain't happening and I don't have a third Night Spinner so that ain't happening <laughs> either um, 
So no, I I think the list is for the the model collection I've got was absolutely bang on. I was I was really happy with it. Everything played the role it needed to, cool. and that's um, that's quite rare actually. Get, yeah. Getting the most out of every unit in the army is, I mean, if your opponent's doing that to you, you've you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, big time. You're on the receiving end, aren't you? Of like hundred percent efficiency. Yeah, which you don't want to be. No, no. <laughs> no that's no. not where where anyone wants to be. Cool. Well, thank you for going over going over that. Was there anything else you wanted to say, or I don't think so. No, I think just think it's good. Credit credit to a crap Christmas night out and a bit of um, secondary planning. I'll yeah, a few bites. So uh, hopefully, because we've got. Our tournament coming up is February 24th. So hopefully people will prep for that. There's, yeah. uh, it's fully booked. I mean, it's been fully booked for weeks now. Yeah. Um, we've got some a, a few sort of outsiders come in, which is good. It's yeah, great to see. Right. We've got a lot of uh, returning players. Yeah. Uh, so let's see if we can prepare. Yeah, it'll be a fun, fun day. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks all. Bye.